We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All systems are good. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van All right, my friends. Welcome back to another one. On Inside, I'm CVV, Chris Van Fleet. Thank you so much for being with us. And thank you, yes, you, for making Insight one of the top wrestling podcasts on the planet. And this is a guest today that I've wanted to have on the show for a while. If you follow me on social media or if you subscribe on YouTube, you saw that I did a five-minute interview with Gunther at SummerSlam in Detroit. Oh, by the way, quick timeout. I never know to say Gunther or Gunta. So for the sake of today's episode, it will it will be Gunther. I hope that's okay. It was so good getting to know him here because he's so much more than just the longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time. He's like shockingly funny and like also very charming. And the more this interview went on, the warmer he got. And you're just like, man. This is someone I would love to have a beer with. So maybe round two here, when that happens, maybe it'll be us sharing a beer. Man, that'd be fantastic. If you are one of the many, many people who listen to this show and haven't hit follow yet, first of all, shame on you. No, not shame on you. But if you could do me a huge favor that would take approximately two seconds of your day if you've ever enjoyed any of these interviews, could you please hit follow wherever you're listening to this right now? That, following the show and leaving a review, are the two biggest, most helpful things you could do for the show. And yeah, we're a top five podcast in the world right now, which is pretty crazy. I say this all the time. It's like Jim Cornette, Bruce Pritchard, and Eric Bischoff, and then us, which is amazing. But the bigger the show gets, the more people that hit follow, the more people that leave a review the better the guests we can get. And we're really ramping things up as we end this year and we start 2024. So if you could hit follow and also if you have some extra time, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or hit those stars on Spotify, man, that would go such a long way. And if you enjoy this episode in particular, snap a screenshot and let us know what you liked. Let us know that you were listening and tag us both so we can retweet it and we can share it on Instagram and Facebook. He's at Gunther underscore A-U-T. I'm at Chris Van Vliet, and I, I seriously think you're going to love this. And I know you're listening to this and you probably already really appreciate Gunther. You're going to appreciate him 
so much more after this. So please enjoy this conversation with Gunther. Well, so good to see you again. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. I feel like the world of pro wrestling moves so fast. I'm curious if you've actually had the time to sit and realize just what you've done and what you're currently doing with the Intercontinental Championship. Um, I'm aware of everything that happens, but I don't allow myself to lean back and rest on that, to be honest. I don't think it's the time. It's not the time for it right now. You don't seem like the type of person to celebrate, but I'm curious. When you did break the record, did anything happen that night? Was there any sort of celebration in Charlotte, North Carolina? Well, we had the celebration in the ring, to be fair. That was very nice with the fireworks and everything. That uh, I enjoyed that a lot. Um, but no, I think on that day, nothing happened because I bet my flight home the next day was at 6 a.m. So... <laughs> How about when I you know. got home? Did anything happen when you got home? No, not really. I uh, no. I like to celebrate. Uh, I like to celebrate personal events a lot. Um, but professional things is we gotta put the work in first, and then later on there's gonna be enough time in my life where I can celebrate it over and over again. So, what does a personal celebration then look like? Is it a, is it smoking a cigar? Is it having a drink? Yeah, it depends. So smoking a cigar and having a drink, being being with the people close to you, that's very important. Um, and that's actually all I need, to be honest. So, simply I think need. at the end of the day, with everything that you've accomplished here, what's so cool is seeing that long-term storytelling is a thing right now in WWE. Roman's <laughs> on this incredible historic run. You're on this incredible historic run as well. What does long-term storytelling mean to you? Um, good long-term storytelling, I think, like often doesn't get uh, realized because the point where you realize it, that the dots connect, happens later. That makes sense. It's almost the same when you watch a TV show and you go like, they forgot about the thing, they don't bring it up again. But at the end, it's like a major factor for a big happening and everybody goes like, ah, <laughs> now, now I get it. Um... But I think especially uh, in WWE, it's super important because we have a weekly program. And I think it's one of the, I don't even know if any other entertainment company faces the same challenges as WWE does with yeah, bringing on, let's say, innovative content week by week that keeps the people hooked. And just with that, it's not just... Not just writing for like a TV show or something. That you gotta add all the physical action to that. Uh, into that, so that means people are gonna get injured. People, yeah, can't get in the ring for many other reasons. Um, that makes it even more, even more tricky. At what point during this run did you realize this was something special? Um. So it sounds weird. I always had the kind. Of, there's a certain reaction I want from the audience. Like I'm uh, when I wrestle, I have zero interest in a match where it's always loud and everything gets like a signature chant or this and that, or blah blah blah. I love when people are just silent at the beginning of the match and don't say anything and just watch it because there is nothing where they can go, uh, uh, yeah, boo or anything like that. They just watch the action. But once the first 
slight important thing happens, they come up and they're into it. And I try to get people drawn into the competition when I'm in the ring. And I try to develop drama in that com- in in the competition. Um, and it's often when when that is successful, you get a different reaction to uh, what you do in the ring than most of the other matches. I just had that feeling again. I we just did live events in Tennessee and in Virginia, and I was uh, wrestling Sami Zayn, and I was very happy with those matches we had there um, because the people. Yeah, took what we did. It was an important match. It was an intercontinental championship match. Something was on the line and both gave it their all. And it was exactly, yeah, that effort was reflected by the audience. And, uh, yeah, those are like the moments where that's what I'm looking for. It was like people watching my matches and go like, okay, we're witnessing something here that is important, that has some magnitude. It's about a title and that title is really important. Um, I think. Yeah, I just tried my best to uh, explain the vibe I'm looking for in the audience when I wrestle. So look, we're sitting here right now. You've been the Intercontinental Champion for 520 plus days and counting. At what point, was it a week in? Was it a month in? Was it six months in that you went, oh, I'm starting to make this feel maybe more important than it's felt in a long time? Oh yeah, definitely. But that's something I could kind of tell almost from the almost from the get-go i would say latest from the clash of the castle match on um where i felt like okay people are looking at this title or whenever the title is on the line in a different way now um but that's what i'm aiming for i think a title obviously that title can elevate a wrestler but at the end it's always the champion himself who makes a title and i've always been when I try to do something in life, but especially professionally, I I go full in or I don't bother doing it at all. Um, so ever since I am the Intercontinental Champion, the only thing I'm doing is focusing on how to be the best Intercontinental Champion possible. What do I have to do? Uh, how do I have to carry myself? How do I have to act in the ring to give it that recognition? And... Yeah, it all worked out, worked out very well so far. This episode is brought to you by Bond Charge, and I have been loving their infrared sauna blanket. And if this holiday season you're wanting to burn some more calories to help with weight, or if you're wanting to detoxify after indulging in one too many holiday treats, check out the infrared sauna blanket from Bond Charge. It works by raising your heart rate to that of physical exercise, so you're burning calories while you relax. You can burn up to 600 calories in just one session. And all that sweating helps to flush out heavy metals and other toxins. The thing I love about the sauna blanket is it's so easy to set up. It takes less than a minute to set up, then boom, it heats up rapidly. And then you're sitting there 30 to 40 minutes while you're relaxing, reading, watching wrestling, whatever it happens to be, and you're burning calories the whole time. You can save 25% this holiday season, which is a savings of over $170 on the sauna blanket by going to bondcharge.com slash CBV, and then the 25% off code will automatically be applied to your order. This deal is hot. 
See what I did there? It's a sauna blanket. This deal is hot. Go to bondcharge.com slash CVV to save over $170 this holiday season on that infrared sauna blanket. Survivor Series is this weekend. And what do you think? Is Gunther going to retain the Intercontinental Championship against The Miz? The odds at mybookie.ag say yes, he is in fact going to win that match. But what do you think? I know you're a big wrestling fan. That's why you listen to this show. That's why you enjoy these interviews. Why not take that wrestling knowledge that you have and make a little bit of money on it? Instead of complaining about how predictable the outcome of some of these matches are, why not cash in on it? At mybookie.ag, you can bet on everything. So we're talking, of course, football and UFC and boxing. But yes, you can bet on WWE PLEs. Let me say that one more time. You can bet on WWE PLEs like this weekend's Survivor Series at mybookie.ag. And if you haven't signed up yet, do it now. Use my promo code CVV and you'll grab a free cash bonus on top of your first deposit. The link is in the show notes. But once again, that promo code is CVV at mybookie.ag. I feel like The Miz was the person before you. It's so fitting that you guys are wrestling each other at Survivor Series because I feel like he was the person before you that really made the title mean something. And I'm curious if you remember something specific from any of his previous intercontinental title reigns that he had. No, I don't remember anything specific out of the Mrs. Curry. I can promise you that. <laughs> I, I, saw, I said it before because, I don't know, I forget the years. I don't know. Maybe it was like I'm really bad with that. 2010 to 12 or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But there was a time when I came up as a wrestler or even later. I didn't bother watching WWE because it was really not my thing. I like Japanese wrestling. I love some of the indie stuff and that's where my focus was that I watched for personal entertainment but also like the guys to like Japanese matches stuff that happens there how can I use it so the miss for me was always the embodiment of that area when I didn't like to watch WWE at all um so getting in the ring with him now is fantastic um especially in WWE and it's about the Intercontinental Championship, and it's basically the match of who really is the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time. Um, and I'm really excited for that match, it's, honestly, because I think uh, when I joined the main roster, it was clear for me I need to make a statement. I'm not a guy out of that system. I've been in NXT UK, I've been a little bit in NXT, but all my development, all my whatever, like character building, figuring myself out and all of that. All of that happened way before WWE, so I'm not the typical guy. Miz, on the other hand, is a prime example of how good their development system is because he started with them and he's one of the most decorated names they have. And I feel like, especially in the presentation of the company in the general media world, he's just a very few have done better than him. Um, so I, I wanted the challenge. It's like, okay, I, I need to, I'm still a little bit of a new guy here. I'm definitely still in WWE. I'm a little bit, uh, outsider, if that makes sense. That's at least how I feel when I watch it. I'm not the typical WWE wrestler. Um, so I always wanted to be in the ring with the Miz because first of all, he has that background with the Intercontinental Championship. And secondly, that's 
it's a great measuring stick for me, if that makes sense, because it's a little bit of a clash of two worlds. So with all that said, what's really interesting about your career is it was almost 14 years into your wrestling career that WWE you know, found you and signed you. Was there any point along the way when you didn't think you were going to get that big break? Yeah, always. I was, uh, I was sure because 2005, I had my first training, right? Um, and then a few years in, whatever the wrestling scene in Europe and especially the German speaking countries was so small. Like nobody gave a dang about it. It's, it wasn't on free TV. Like in general, the public, nobody, you get looked at weird when you watch wrestling. Like most people didn't even know what's going on. Like it was not a, it was not a topic in the mainstream entertainment world. Um, so all of that was so far away. It's like yeah. even like 10 years ago, if somebody from England, I think like Seamus and Drew and Stu were like one of the first exceptions for Europeans to go there and actually make it or be somebody or Cesaro. And then for a long time, there was nothing. And it was just something that is, well, that's not realistic. So don't aim for that. My goal was always, I want to make a living of being a professional wrestler. That was always my goal. I want to make this my profession because I know something about it now. It's like I have a passion for it and I don't want to work a job that just bores the hell out of me. Um, so I always wanted to make it a profession. When I achieved that, that was already something unheard of. Uh, when I became yeah, full-time wrestler and I had to be self-employed basically and to every agency or every government body I had to go for whatever it was, pension, health insurance and all of that stuff, I got looked at yeah, like an alien. Like, what, are you, what is your job? Because I think at that time I was the only person in the whole of Germany that was yeah, a wrestler by profession. Um, that was already like a big step. And then everything else just fell into place over the time. The indies changed big time. It was before COVID. There was such a big boom in the indie scene in, in England, especially, but all like in the States as well. And WWE decided to open the doors to, yeah, the independent wrestling world and also to Europe. So that's brought up uh, a lot more possibilities, obviously. Um, and then everything just fell into place. So yeah, it was never my my big dream to go there. I think I was more passionate to wrestle for all Japan once at some point, uh, as like a big dream than being with WWE. How old were you when you learned how to speak English, and how did you learn to speak English? Uh, we had it at school, but I was wasn't good. I was really bad. Um, I only picked it up for wrestling, so maybe I started. That's hilarious. Yeah, I started speaking. You don't have a, a Jim Ross accent then. Yeah, <laughs> I started speaking English. I would say 2000 and like more regularly, like 2012, 13, when WXW always had English and American guys around, and then yeah, just have to make it your second language a little bit. It's my first language, no, I feel like I don't speak German and that often. <laughs> I don't. I feel like that's. I'm, I'm always so impressed because I speak one one language. I'm from Canada. I live in the U.S., but I speak one language. I speak Canada. Or I speak Canadian English. I speak English, right? Yeah. The fact that you can speak more than one language, I think, is this. Uh, it's almost like a, a superpower. Well, thank you very much. Um, still 
learning it. It's like whenever I have like a, there's a conversation going on or I hear a word that I don't understand or out of the context and stuff, I try to Google it right away and remember for next time. Uh, so I know that. Um, but yeah, obviously my wife is English as well. So it's the, the language of the house as well. So <laughs> stuck with it, but I gotta be, I mean, I take, thank you. It's a compliment, but I also have to say English is very easy to learn compared to now German or like French, for example. Those are, those are languages that are way more complicated than English is. There's a reason why it's the world language. It should be easy to learn it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So there's this photo that has been floating around online for months of you and Ludwig Kaiser. Have you seen this photo of you guys? You're, you're very young. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, about? many times. Yeah. How old are you guys in this photo? And talk me through what's, what's happening here. I can tell you exactly what happened there because uh, we just talked about it, uh, yeah, on Monday on at Raw because somebody backstage was asking us about that. Um, it was literally, I think, the first time we actually met was uh, that day uh, because that must have been after a wrestling show in northern Germany where I was booked and I think Marcel's coach was booked, so he was around and there was a little bit of a, a party afterwards. I don't know the occasion for... Uh, in the wrestling school, Marcel was training, and that's where, yeah, that picture happened. So basically out of, we all got drunk after a wrestling show. <laughs> but the funny thing is, both of you guys are pretty much unrecognizable in that photo. Oh, yeah. The, I guess the weight I dropped, he gained <laughs> over the time. Uh but yeah, it it is. It's, uh, it's, it's very nice. It's just a reminder of, like, why you should take pictures for your own collection because that's a good example of like obviously it's really nice to look back now like look at us now and then look back where basically where we ran into each other the first time uh yeah it's nice to look at that 
If you put a photo of Walter and Gunther side by side, I think there's a lot of people that wouldn't believe that that's the same person. Oh, yeah. It's like when I see it now, like when I see it now, I'm shocked. I'm like, oh, my God. But before, when I was my old me, I I didn't feel like somebody that has is a little bit too heavy or something like that. Like I didn't feel like an overweight person or something like that because it was always very comfortable. Like looking back now and seeing the difference, like, oh, my gosh, like how... I mean, you know, you work on yourself, you know how it is, like, because you never start to, like, you can be on a diet and feel really shredded, but then you go out for one really good meal, and the next day you feel like, oh, my gosh, I'll just, yeah. everything's out of the window, right? So, so right. funny enough, sometimes just feeling-wise, it goes like, I don't know, I'm good most of the times anyway, but then we go out for a nice dinner or something, have a few drinks, the next day, just body feeling-wise, I feel like, oh, I'm the old me again. But <laughs> that's that's obviously not true. <laughs> But that's how your uh, mind tricks you a little bit. But what was the first step towards making that transformation? Because, I mean, you truly do look like a totally different person now. Oh, yeah, it is, definitely. I mean, the, like the first step was like my... Uh, we've been during COVID, like we have a friend that uh, is like a, a bodybuilder and he's coaching people. And I think he's owning a gym now and runs it and stuff. And he was, he started to help, uh, Kaiser and Gio with their diet a little bit. Um, and they were following the diet, their diet. They got an in incredible shape. Um, so we had that guy around and I was never really, that's the one thing I have to say. And usually I was, I was always on top of things in my life, in my adult life, but the diet is always something I kind of like neglected because I was good the way I was. Um, but when I signed uh, for the main roster and I knew, okay, I'm moving over now. I know I'm going to be on national TV. I thought, okay, let's bring, yeah, let's bring the best version of yourself you can. You're going to be in front of millions of people every week. I think that step is necessary now. And yeah, I'm glad I did it. I feel like the independent wrestling Walter that was a little bit bigger and it looked like a, a, a butcher from the, from the next door's shop. Um, that, was cool. I think that was fine for them. And I feel like for the, uh, for the wrestling enthusiasts, uh, on the independent market, they like, when you think back, like Stan Hansen or Terry Gordy, like the, the bigger guys, I think it has its place in wrestling a little bit. Uh, but I felt like it's time to make a step and progress. I'm always so curious, or I've always been so curious, when you were Walter, why was it in all caps? Like you were yelling your name at us. Uh, because of uh, Kenta and, and uh, what's the other guy called? Suba from Noah back then. I think it was Suba, the, the big heel. And I thought, and I was first uh, on the Indies as a baby face, I was Big Daddy Walter. So I was like, oh, I'm going to gonna be a heel now so what are we doing i said you know what just do walter but do it all caps i think that looks amazing um and yeah and i did that because like in 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 when you watched noah back then pro wrestling noah you would always see the match lineups but it was all japanese so you wouldn't understand one but kenta kenta was always the five big letters so i thought you know what it's a good way to stand out i i'm gonna do that as well so with the correct way to spell gunther now with that is that all caps that is all caps, definitely. Okay. Yes. There, there we, we go. It, this, the title of this video, then, it's going to be on all caps. Now we know. <laughs> <laughs> now, 
Everyone talks about how hard your chops are. And in fact, when I saw you last time, you were talking about how you use your hand and your forearm. Who's chopped you the hardest? Um, I don't know. I don't really take a thing. I was shocked one time. I remember I wrestled in Germany back then. I was wrestling Pentagon actually, and he I chopped him, and he chopped me once, and I was bleeding right away. I was like, "What? What is going on?" Plus, some of some of the Mexican colleagues, I gotta say, they they chop like it's a the movement is a little bit like it's a whip, if that makes sense. Because they chop from they chop from overhand, most of them do. Um, that is painful, I gotta say. What would you say? Give us like maybe three. What have been your three favorite championship defenses that you've had as the Intercontinental Champion? As the Intercontinental Champion, um, I would say WrestleMania for sure. Sheamus and Drew. What a match! Uh, I was there was for a, that. Incredible. Thank you. That was a that was very happy with that. Uh, in general, it was a great day and weekend for me. My family was there and stuff like that. It was overall a really awesome experience. Um, I would say Chad, Chad Gable. It felt good. I, I love a underdog scenario like David Goliath scenario. Um, Oopie number three. Pleasure the Castle was good, but I already mentioned Seamus and he he doesn't deal too well with too much attention, so I can't I can't mention him again. Um who else did I have? I think Drew the thing is like SummerSlam against Drew, I think, was a, a match I was really proud of as well because Drew is such an established guy in WWE. Um and if you look at his story, it's very impressive i think he was that young guy that got kicked but he wasn't like oh let it be he hurt his teeth and worked himself up again and then he worked himself up to the oh, he was the champion he beat brock at, at wrestlemania and even though nobody was there it was still wrestlemania like he figured out a way to like really belong in the top picture of the company it's like you would see through mcintyre like, okay that guy people turn around when that guy enters a room right so sure. Yeah, he's so being in the ring with him and having that kind of match with him at SummerSlam, I I really liked that. It was like for me, it was a big test to have that match with Drew, and just to see if I can, uh, yeah, just hang with him in there on that stage and having a match of that magnitude. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're certainly the person that people think of when they think of this current design of the Intercontinental Championship because yeah. you've held it for so long. 
Who was the person that you thought of when you were a kid, when you thought of the Intercontinental Championship? Um, I think Sean. I grew up like the first time watching the VHS back then. It was the time when Sean had the ladder match with Razor and Sean against Jeff Jarrett, Rumble 95, for example. And then Sean had his thing of like walking out with the title, right? Getting counted out so he doesn't lose the title. They should have been really quicker with adjusting that rule, to be honest. He got away with that quite often. <laughs> the lackluster, I have to say, by, by management there. Yeah. Um, no, but Sean would be the guy I would uh, connect with that, yeah. Were you a Sean guy growing up? Uh, yeah, like, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't anybody's guy, to be honest. I really enjoyed wrestling and a lot of aspects of it. So I didn't really have that one favorite where I was like, yeah, there were times I enjoyed the undercard and midcard matches more than the actual main events because I feel like, especially like in the early 2000s, sometimes they felt or late 90s, it was always the big outside brawl in the main events before something happened in the ring. And I like the matches more when it got to the action quick. I feel like we get such tiny little slivers of who you are outside of the ring. And sometimes you give them to us, like when you got married, congratulations on that. Thank you. What makes you decide to give us these little slivers into your personal life? You make me out to seem like a big strategist when it comes to that, but I'm- <laughs> Are you? I'm totally not, no. <laughs> In general, often I just operate like, and uh, I just do what feels right, if that makes sense. If it's, uh, even if it's something that would benefit me, but it doesn't feel right for me to do, then I'm not going to do it. And sometimes it feels right for me to share a little bit of my private life, but I like to have that. In general, I like to have that as minimal as possible. I don't like the idea of oversharing your own life or whatever, reach or interaction and stuff like that. At the end of the day, I don't feel, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's a it's healthy if that that on screen persona Gunther and my personal self would melt and become the same person. Um, I like to have that a little bit separated for me. But I mean, when you scroll through your Instagram, it's like it's all you know your accomplishments in WWE, and you keep scrolling, and you scroll some more, and then you're like, oh, there, he's a real person here, and then you keep scrolling <laughs> and more WWE. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. I mean, especially on social media and stuff, that's uh what it's there for. Um to yeah, promote my career and promote myself. Uh it's a tool for that. And most of the personal happenings get only shared in a very small circle. I don't know if everybody has picked up on this, but there are occasions when you call it the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship. When did you start working heavyweight into it? Um, when I was reading it, when I was reading that it was on the title, actually, it says on the title heavyweight. So I was like, okay, I have to say that. <laughs> that was all it was. I was, I was, I wasn't really paying attention to that, but at one point I was just looking at the title and was like, it says heavyweight. Yeah. The Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion from now on. So obviously. And it's very really fitting. It just feels like a little thing that is like, I don't know, it's it's taking it up just even another notch now. Yes. Um obviously it helps. It's like I feel like because we all grew up with 
like what was the most popular boxing matches heavyweight fights we grew up one of the most popular wrestling matches the big heavyweight matches it's you know what i mean what's the main event in olympia weightlifting the heavyweight it's always that uh, i think because we grew up with that a little bit so when you add that to the title it just helps yeah just makes it uh appear even more yeah significant significant than before if it makes sense when you're at home like you are now i think you're at home right now right i am yes is there a place for the intercontinental heavyweight championship does it live in a certain spot um yes on top of my suitcase and <laughs> ready to go ready to go again and because i gotta pack it in wednesday today in two days that's what has been your greatest story of taking that championship through TSA, the airport? Oh yeah, there's no. It's uh, so in Orlando, it's actually good because there's so many wrestlers living in Orlando that by now they kind of know when they see it. Okay, it's title, and they look who is that? Oh, it's those guys again. Um, they know us there. That's good. But uh, yeah, sometimes people get carried away a little bit. Uh, so I, uh, there were a few situations where I had to be like. Can you do your job, sir? Thank you. Uh, when they start like taking it or showing it off or whatever, it's, like, it's, not, it's not a toy. Put it back. Do your job. Thank you. Um, but as a champion, that's my well, it's my job. That's why I carry it with me, so nobody can mess around with it. I can only imagine a TSA agent bringing it out and like attempting to challenge you for it or something like that. Oh yeah, all this. You you hear everything. There was one guy actually was quite funny because I had a streak of like annoying incidents there, and then it takes forever, and I gotta go to the flight. And this time I was annoyed already, and it went to the side. And I I said to guys, I actually was like, not again. And he was like, no, no, that guy, he looks, he looks, he looks serious. He looks like he knows what his job is. And I talked to him, and I turn around, and I see that guy grabbing my suitcase, lifting it like that. Over his head, walking towards me, then he slammed it on the table, opened it up, took the title out, said something stupid. I was like, I had enough. I was like, okay, guys, do your job, put the title back on Come on. <laughs> but that's uh that's part of it. In general, but I like the idea of like that the champion carries the the title by himself. I always did that. Um I was on the Indies, I think when, when I was PWG champion, I said. I take the title with me 100% hmm. uh, wherever I go. And on the Indies, it's a little bit, it's a good, yeah, it gives you a little bit of leverage as well. So they got to book you again. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really can't see you losing this championship at any point with the run that you're on right now. Do you think it might be possible for you to hold both the Intercontinental Championship and the WWE Championship at the same time? I think that is possible, um, but we will see. That's just uh, it's just hard to get to there. I think once a year I have the chance when the Royal Rumble comes around. Uh, I came very close last year. Let's see what happens this year. Um, I think then it's absolutely possible, but it's also not my focus right now. Is is the focus just? Are, are you going to take this to a thousand days? Is that the, is that what the focus is? I don't I don't plan on losing it. Um, I think no champion does that. Uh, but also, I know that there will be a time where I lose it. That's nothing lasts forever, and it's the same case for my title reign. That will not last forever either. Um, but I just it's on me to yeah hold on to it as long as possible. Is there a number? Is there a number of days in mind? 
No. Can I get to 550? Now can I get to 600? Now, you know, 1,000 sure. maybe. I got to be fully honest. It's like I, I have not once ever taken record, like have a look how many days or – I was never paying attention to that. I only find out, yeah, mostly through Twitter because it was linked in something where it was like, reach that new thing. And then it's nice, then it's nice to see, but I never have that, uh, number in my head myself because I, I don't like to compare myself with others. It's like the others do their thing. I, I just focus on myself and compete with myself. And I don't think it's healthy to, yeah, you can endlessly compare yourself. To others, sure. there will always there will always be somebody that is better than you. Comparison is the thief of joy. I love that quote. It is, yeah, one hundred percent. You can whatever you achieve in life. If you focus what somebody else does better, you will always find somebody doing something better. You can. It doesn't matter who you are. It's the, the whatever. I tell you, there's a there's a better businessman, a better entrepreneur out there than Elon Musk in some aspect. Um, he won't care about it, I guess. But if he would. He could get frustrated about it that some other dude somewhere else is better in a certain aspect. So yeah. cut it out. Doesn't lead anywhere. One of the best things about talking to you is you're just so you're so kind. I don't know if people like realize this. Like you're just so kind in real life. And I appreciate that. It's always great well, to talk you. to you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I try to not change who I am. Uh all even though with all the stuff that happens because life changes dramatically when you're, yeah, when you make good money and stuff like that and you get recognized and you get a, you can do this for free and no jump in front of the line. It's you. And sometimes that's comfortable. And sometimes I don't, yeah, it's not necessary because at the end of the day, work is work. And the person who I am is who I am. That's two different things. So I end every conversation talking about gratitude because it's such an important part of my life. I wake up every day. I say out loud three, three things I'm grateful for and I do it before I go to bed too. So what are three things in your life that you're grateful for as we sit here right now? Uh, my wife, my friends, my family. The most the three most important things. And I got the uh, most amazing wife I could ask for. I got friends, just a very few, but I know they would go to... Yeah, they would go to hell with me if it's necessary. And my family, I cannot ask for a better upcoming, a better upbringing and better support throughout my life and my career to this day. And I think those are the three most important tools. Those are three good ones. So great to catch up with you, man. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Okay, I feel like we just saw a totally different side of Gunther in this interview. I don't know about you, but I definitely feel like I appreciate him so much more after this conversation. And now when I see him on TV, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, kind of feel like that's my dude right there. <laughs> and just between us, I know he doesn't have a number for how long he wants to hold the Intercontinental Championship for, but just between you and me, what are we thinking here? Like 600 days? 750. I don't know how many days would take us to WrestleMania, but I guess it'd be close to yeah, six in the 600s, I would think, right? Maybe 700. Does he go for a thousand days? I don't know. Who does he lose it to? Send me a message. Let me know what you think. Send me a tweet and let's chat about this. And if you enjoy this episode, share it with a friend and snap a screenshot, tag us both so we can share it out as well. Man, how cool would it be to get retweeted by Gunther? He's at Gunther underscore A-U-T. 
I'm at Chris Van Vliet, and I just saw the movie Maestro uh, just the other day. Actually, I saw it yesterday as I'm recording this right now. It's the new Netflix movie starring Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper also directed it. I feel like we're going to be talking about Bradley Cooper winning an Oscar for his performance in this. He's so good, like unrecognizable. And he plays Leonard Bernstein, who, look, he's a maestro. I'm not going to get on the whole story here, but he's so good in this movie. And there's a quote that starts the film. And I'm going to share that with you here because I I think it's just so appropriate to life in general, but also wrestling as like an art form. The quote is, a work of art does not answer questions. It provokes them. And its essential meaning is in the tension between the contradictory answers. And think about that, right? How contradictory can wrestling be? How subjective is wrestling? Like you ask someone who's the greatest of all time, you can get, you know, a plethora of different answers. And I love that. A work of art does not answer questions. It provokes them. And also keep an eye out for Maestro when it starts streaming on Netflix, I think right around Christmas. I think it's December 22nd. So, so good. Hope you enjoyed this. Be great. Be grateful. And we will see you on the next one for some more insight with Zach Gowan. Yes, Zach Gowan's back on the show.